Hello and welcome to episode 127 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. I think it is. Yes, I think it we're is. 1127. Yes. Wonderful. We've welcome had a lot of just talk- episodes spurted around everywhere, so it might be, you know, we'll figure it exactly, out. Exactly, because there's be, been episodes yeah. when we've not needed them, when we've, where, where, there's not not needed them, words straight away, when we've not expected them because of all the manager talking that but this is the first time we've actually sat down and recorded an episode proper in a while without there being some breaking news or yes. something of the sort or jack's computer dying halfway through or don't we say don't it. know that yet don't <laughs> say it don't you damn say it oh! anyway he's got his backup we'll running so today we'll be fine we yes. don't have to rely on auto saves but yes um it's james and jack this week there's a lot to talk about this week how's your week been my friend uh, well, my 119 pound headphones that haven't got a warranty because of the registration stuff have broken, and now they're, they're hanging by a thread. So that's fun. Much like many of us, when we've read the season ticket prices and the <laughs> match day ticket prices, our mentality and mental health state and sanity is all hanging by a thread. And uh, that's that's what happened. And I also, for the benefit of the audio listeners, I'd showed the camera my headphones that cost that much money and after two months just decided to pop just just exploded on me so that's sorry fun. about that audio listeners that sound probably wasn't yeah. pleasant the one thing i do want to mention is he could have registered the warranty on these headphones by the way but you don't could think have to look and that's how they get you but i was just excited that they turned up but it was like ooh, yeah. nice headphones and thought oh I'll, i mean technically i can throw the box away i don't who think keeps the you boxes? have to you don't have to Oh. Because you should, st- if they're two months old and you've still got the proof of purchase, if they have broken, that you hmm. should be fine because they should have a year standard on them anyway. Oh yeah, I mm. checked that, Jack. Actually, I did, I did ex- get them via Amazon. Like it is obviously road as yeah. the seller, but no, I did get them send via them Amazon. Back. But dispute yeah. it and send them back because the the thing is, they should still have a year on. That. I've just thought that actually, Rhodes thing is ten years, so road you sign up for their 10-year extended warranty. However, if they've broken after two months, that comes under standard, and Amazon should have you back on that. So you might be all right. Right, Jack, okay. To be fair. Okay. I would, um, I would suggest getting in touch, because Amazon might sort it even themselves. Mm. But yes, I'm glad you've had a good week. Yes. Other than How are you, James? How's your week been? Because I don't want to get shouted at by Soph off air so again. It was, it was, it, she didn't shout, did she? <laughs> She, she did. didn't even say was, anything. She's a scary lady. Sophie's scary when she <laughs> wants to be. Yeah, she's she I'd say she's um she's she knows how to be very direct. <laughs> direct <laughs> when it needs to be. But to be fair, it's also very ideal for us to have that because we've also come from creative backgrounds in terms of you need that level of focus. I'm quite good at that, but I'm also probably too nice to some people. So I'm I'm the one that's like, oh yeah, that's fine. We'll do it at some point. I'll take the extra work, and so's the person that goes, stop taking the extra work. Do make sure and, and actually talks me into sense, basically. But yes, I, I'm she, she listens to the start of this podcast usually as well, so I'm sure she'll appreciate <laughs> you calling her scary. <laughs> but yeah, it's been um, a interesting one. I will say at the start of this. Tramlines, hashtag not tramlines, my band over end. If you've watched this podcast for a while, we're going to be playing on Sunday, the 23rd. That's the one. So two, uh, next weekend, actually. Ooh. Yes. I've got all rehearsals uh, next week for it. Tramlines, we're doing West Street. So the, the, their event's called Not Tramlines. I've done West Street a few years back now, but it's be it's been our, it's probably the first overend show in a while, and rehearsals are sounding really good. It's really nice. It's the first time we're ever going to have played that entire EP. So um, we're going to play the entire EP at the show. So if you are a fan of this podcast and you liked, uh, and you are one of the ones that said, oh, actually, I quite like your banks. There was a few of you that had a chat with me about it. And you're based in Sheffield or can come Sunday, the 23rd. Yes, I've just said yes. that. Sunday, the 23rd, we are on stage at 6.30. Doors are at 6. We are the first band on because I am old. So that'll be quite nice. I could leave at a reasonable <laughs> hour 
and get back before uh, all the work traffic. I'll be sticking around for a couple of hours, as I always do. But yes, and I, I would advise you to do the same. But doors are at six. We're on at 6.30. West Street Live. Come and see us. But yeah, that's my bit of plug-in. Now I'm going to uh, plug for um, potentially the final time. However, I feel like this man's going to be doing a lot more work with us at some point when I do decide to rebrand everything again. Um, Lee, who created our Talking Wednesday Owl. Now it's just become part of everything we do, really. And it's it's on everything. It's even on threads, which we will talk about in a second. Um, but Lee has got over 25 years of graphic design experience. He rebranded Talking Wednesday, rebranded the Talking Wednesday Owl, brought us into more of a, a modern style, as you can see. He also did Punk's artwork. He did your artwork, but he, he kind of like... He generalized sort of, uh, he brought more of a standardization between mine and Punk's channels as well, spe uh, specifically the podcast and, and Punk style there. And um, he really, really can alter to all of your needs. So if you require a creative designer, a gr creative designer, a cre he is a creative designer, but he's he is. a graphic designer would be the actual way to say it. Look at that, Lee. Do you want more of a bespoke read? Check out goose creative so it's goosecreative.com is the website and i'm going to double check i'm getting the website right because i've got this wrong once and uh that wasn't ideal it's goosecreativedesign.com that's why i checked goosecreativedesign.com um and as i've just loaded up his website talking wednesday is the first thing there so check that out oh nice and he is on instagram he is, I'm doing, I, I should have wrote, written this down. I'm extending it so you're getting an even longer read here, Lee. Goose Absolutely. <laughs> creative. It's because he changed it a few times. Goose creative underscore design on Instagram. Go check Lee out. Can't recommend him highly enough. We also have socials. I remember, I, I remember like he sent me one of the initial emails that I got from him about my stuff. It just had Goosey as, as like the email, you know, the sender's name was just Goosey. And I went, what? Have I, have I got some <laughs> spam email here? And they open it and it's Lee. <laughs> and it literally was just Goosey. And I thought, okay. But uh, yeah, so I, maybe it might come up as Goosey if he emails any of you that go for, him for, for business. Or it, it didn't for me. It came something up. else. Maybe, maybe you're just on mate's terms with know. him more quicker than I was. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the uh, the socials that we have now, we are on threads. It's we've we've actually got the name we wanted on Twitter, but it was too short. Talking Wednesday podcast on threads. It's also on it's also the one we've got on Instagram that has no posts. Mm. Um, but it's what we were we are eventually going to use for some of our um, video content and that sort of thing. So it's also on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> at Talking Wed on Twitter. That's the only place with the at Talking Wed Talking Wednesday podcast pretty much um all the facebook platforms there so check that out and that's also threads the new social media platform not the incredibly incredibly bleak 1980s nuclear holocaust movie that i have watched once and never want to watch again honestly it's just uh yeah uh, mm. i wonder about you sometimes gives, you know it gives, you, it gives you nightmares for like months at a time i do wonder about you you do wonder how do you how, yeah. how so? Do you just come out with that? <laughs> you just never think. Do you ever sit and listen to some of the things you come out with? And there's just such like utter <laughs> tripe. Yeah, I know, I know. Not tripe, just like the just tangents. Random, I mean, the obscure, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> do you have anything to say about the York preseason friendly? Other than it was, I only watched a half of it. To be fair, I'm not going to lie. I didn't catch up in the end. It um, wasn't thrilling in the half. I was at work, but um, do you have anything to say about it? Well, I thought it was, I mean, it was a run out, you know, it was like all, all the teething area of a new manager and all that sort of stuff. Um, I did think actually suddenly to get aggressive, but it was very disgraceful that there was a group of fans that were just chanting Chancery out and sell up and all this sort of stuff live I'm not so, gonna... that the, so that the internet f uh, feed could hear it. And I just thought, hmm. There's a, there's a way of going about things, and if you are against the chairman, then you are well entitled to your opinion. But 
to sort of do that. I don't know. Mm. At yeah, this stage, I, I don't I, know. I think we, I think I we just, all heard it, it watching the stream. It was I, a what great I will PR. say, I don't want to, I don't want to have a go at fans for voicing yeah. their opinion. No. That's not something I'm going to do. Um, I will, uh, see, I, I, it's, it's, it wasn't it's, ideal it's, what mm. we heard, was it? But like, it's one of those things where it's also a case of the club have got to be better and make sure they, they're, they're monitoring that. And yeah. and if they hear anything like that, the, the stream should have been muted early on. But um, football fans are going to football fans, Jack. Yeah. If they, if they realise yeah. they can be heard on a live stream, that's what they're going to do. Um, I think it's, it's probably more, like you say, it's more that the media team need to be more on it, to be honest, than, yeah. than just... Oh, Oh no. Yeah, like it's, I just want to be. Example, very, I just, I just want to be very careful while the, tensions are quite yes, high for your course. sake as well, yeah. Jack. Let's not slag off fans for, chan- yes, for chanting no, stuff like Chance Serie A. Um, what I've, what I've seen from like say other game live streams or press conferences, or whatever, they need moderators in that live stream chat. They need them because the amount of opposition fans that come in and just say crap. The amount of like random bots that are saying, go to this link for a cheeky good time, wink, water emoji, <laughs> all that crap, right? That yeah. end up in there. And all sorts. And there are, it's y- like there the are younger, West. There are younger people on that stream yes. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that is, exactly. that, that is, it's, it so they need, need to moder- be a- they need, they need to be more on top of all of that. They were, by the way, they weren't even using OBS for the live stream of the um, Chisco uh, announcement conference. They were just, raw dogging it straight up to youtube and i'm so sorry for using the word raw dogging i've just realized what i'm really sorry of. like none of this is technically <laughs> making the podcast explicit or anything so there won't be any no. filters on it but can you just but stop like, <laughs> it was just raw to youtube yes it was it, there wasn't there wasn't obs there wasn't any art and, you know if you do know what streaming is all about it gives you a lot of anxiety seeing that but here we are anyway that's Sorry. why they couldn't kill it, because literally right now, if yeah. I wanted to kill everything that we're doing, I'd press one button. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. I haven't had you on the podcast since, and I haven't spoke to you since, because you've been disappearing. What do you think to the new manager, Jack? I want to, for the uh, uh, ex-podcast listeners, what are your thoughts? I'm extremely impressed. I think he's going to take us places. I just, I, I love him already. Many have said it, but I love him already because of just purely and simply the way he was in that press conference to the to the journalists when, when they said, I don't want to talk about whatever's happened in the last three weeks. We're here to talk about the future and what's going going ahead. And he just answered it like a leader, like a real leader. Um, Speaking of that press and, conference, actually, we haven't had a yeah. podcast since it. So it's, mm. we we probably should talk about that. So for the people who aren't aware, I don't know where you've been, but there's been a, there was a press conference when uh, is it Chisco? Is it that how we say it? I think it's I think it's uh, Chisco Munoz. I know Cr- uh, Joe Cran did that video, but I genuinely yeah. money money off. Yeah, it's like that, isn't Munoz, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Munoz. There was a press conference to reveal him as the new manager, which turned in to Chancery ran in for a good 13 minute. It was a 20 minute press conference, by the way. <laughs> 13 minutes of that with Chancery ranting about Carlton Palmer. And um, I just, I couldn't believe what I was watching, Jack. How does somebody not step in there and go, stop? Because it completely, we had a chance to turn something around positive because you know what I've seen of this new manager? He seems like a really positive bloke and he seems like yeah. he brings a nice energy. And it was almost a case of, this was a live stream press conference and Chancellor was just, and whether you agree with what Carlton Palmer said or I'm sort of like in the case of like either back it up or leave it, but he's back down now. It's let's just leave it, leave it, mm. shall we? But at the time it didn't need 30 minutes ranting about it because it just brought us back down. <laughs> When the thing is, you can tell. Yeah, you can tell why he did it though, because it's quite clear that the journalist in question that asked that question had not been doing his research on what yeah. had happened since Darren Moore left. He'd not read the the statement that explained it all. He'd not read anything other than going to the sources that they already had at Sky, which are the Sky pundits, who have come out with information that clearly wasn't correct. It was just their reactionary emotional response, and that's the source that they, they've gone with. And I actually think that's quite poor journalism, quite frankly, if that's what you go with for your sources. Like, you, you're supposed to do the due diligence before turning up to something like this, but clearly they didn't do that. And then because it was the national, maybe because it was the national media, um, 
I'm not naming the name because, you know, we don't want to get on bad terms with them, but the, the national media outlet to whom they belonged to, um, because it was that platform, maybe he felt like he had to explain himself. And we know you that English did. isn't his... You already did mentioned where the reporter was from. Did I? Oh. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, well. His well, comments do not represent Tokyo Wednesday. Yes. Carry on. They're my own views, whatever. Anyway, there's the disclaimer. You're welcome. Um, effectively, they've... Because it was that platform, Chan Siri probably yes. thought that felt the need to over-explain himself because clearly they weren't clued up. They didn't, they didn't read his statement, even though he said, read my statement, which, you know. And then it kind of spoiled the atmosphere for everybody, I thought. Yeah, I, th I think what the, the, the situation but, is there, you have hmm. somebody go in and you have someone lean in and you go, or you have somebody go, and even if you annoy him in the moment and just take the wrath, because I can still imagine with the backlash from it, I can imagine the media team probably got a bit of a, a, a wrath from the chairman yeah. anyway. So, But why, why has the press officer not stepped in, in and said no questions about this? Why did they yeah. not say anything? Yeah. Like, that's what I want to know as well. Why is the Wednesday press people not gone? I'm sorry, we're disregarding that question because guess that's it's not also, relevant to this conference. Like, it's difficult to interrupt your chairman when he's not stopping. Yeah. As well. I'd have just mm. taken a when he paused for breath and went, should we move on to the new manager? That's genuinely what I'd have done in there. And if, it had got, if I'd have got a grilling for it, I'd have been like, well, you were, sack me because you were, you were leading yourself down a, a bad path there. It wasn't needed. Mm. But but anyway, um I thought he spoke very well when he when um Oh absolutely. Obviously new manager picked up from I keep saying new manager because I'm terrified of the pronunciation. Um but when he picked up from Chan Siri and went It's all about this new era and yeah. being together. And I can see that from him and I just hope it's not a case of He's like, what have I walked into? Because some of the look on his face, bless him. Welcome to Sheffield Wednesday, mate. A lot of people have sort of said that that was a side eye at the chairman for for talking, but I couldn't. I didn't take that interpretation. I almost felt like he was angry at the media for not wanting to know about him and still just asking I can't about Darren. Imagine Moore. he was thrilled you know? when Chancery said that there was other managers that had a better CV than him. <laughs> But the thing is, they would have already... I understand as well, yeah. It's, but, <laughs> but they would have already had a discussion and possibly he might have even said that. when he Because obviously English is the second language and what he probably meant was there was other managers with a longer list of accomplishments on their CV. Yeah, probably. Who have been in it longer, etc. That's what he meant, I guess. And I think there was an understanding that that's what he meant. Because, you know... An insult like that wouldn't be taken lightly by someone with his personality, it seems. Because, you know, and like you said, he, he seems to be a very positive guy, but he all, also seems to have that real edge of, like, don't cross me because I will destroy you kind of thing. There, there, there seems to be that underlying edge to him, you know? Yeah, like, He's is. not afraid to get shouty when he, when he needs to get go drill sergeant mode. He will do that, but he'll also yeah. make everybody laugh and, you know... But yeah, positive signs. Um, yes. Obviously, a one-all draw in the preseason friendly with him, bringing it. Um, I think the sort of players he could be linked with and the sort of um, relationships he's got could go. You know, I think mm -hmm. I think I think players that have played for him seem to have liked playing for him, which is a good sign. So we'll see how it develops. Obviously, mm. a new chapter at Wednesday. Hopefully, it's not a um, a chapter that doesn't last very long. Let's yeah. hope it's something that's successful and is a project. Okay, we've, uh, I'm sick of talking about this, but it's really important. I said we'd do a bit of a debate on it. I don't think it's going to be as much of a debate as it potentially was last time you and me sat down for this, Jack. No, I'm The just, ticket price oh, it's situation. I will Let's say... Talk, go on, oh, yeah, you sorry, start. Yeah. No, you but start. I will go say ahead. that it's perfectly understand... When, when, say, the club have kind of not I don't want to say hit back because they don't hit back but when when Pete uh, when certain people at the club have then set, sort of said well it's all it's all criticism and nothing else there's no I really feel like 
of course, we criticise the pricing, and I think rightfully so, because clearly the, the room, so to speak, has not been read financially of the Sheffield sort of demographic. But just, just I general. think with every, for every criticism that we have, I do think that we definitely need to offer a, not solution, but like a, a, a counter points maybe you know how how we could change it how it how something could be changed to because i feel like a lot of the criticism that keeps coming at the chairman and at the club is all just criticism with nothing else there's no like here's an alternative here's this suggestion here's you know it's all just well these prices are ridiculous and that's it there's no well i will i will say i've made and do, do you know what i'm trying to say yeah I, I will say and i know i'm not saying like everybody watches all of this but i do yeah. know certain things certain things are heard in certain places i've mm-hmm. mentioned on two occasions and i've made it quite clear that we need to, we should revamp the membership structure mm. that's one solution that's the only thing i can see as a as a way of actually putting your money where your mouth is with it and uh, making it more accessible for loyal fans and people were um, people said um you could sort of cheat the system there if you did that and people would be passing around the membership points. But I'd be like, yeah, but it'd be still tied to one account. Mm. It's not like, uh, the whole point is it gets tied to a specific ID and it's not a, uh, it's not so, you can't, yeah, of course you can hand it to your mate if he wants to go and you don't want to go, but that's still one ticket. Yeah. That's that, I'm not, it's not like something that could be exploited, but yeah, I think that's where it's got to come in because let's talk, talk about these match day prices. Mm. These are ridiculous. So, I'll start with the South Stand, which is the headline, basically. £59 for an adult on a Category A game. We don't know. There's, there's too many categories for one. It goes all the way through to Category mm. G. Why Oof. do you need seven categories? Right? Concessions are 49 quid. Under 17 is 20 quid. Under 11 is 15 quid. Under 5 is 5 quid. Right. The lowest price on the South is £36 for a Category G game. Somebody was saying that Accrington Stanley was Category A last season, by the way. Oh, well. Just for um, comparison there. I don't know if that's true, but I wouldn't be surprised, depending on the time it was. Um, the the North and the Grandstand, 51 quid for an adult, 41 quid for a concession. That's category A. The Cop, 45 quid, 35 quid for a concession. All kids, all, all under 17s are 20 quid and in, in the top two categories, uh, no matter where you stand is, uh, under 11s, 15 under fives five quid that drops down to five at each for the under 17s and 11s to 15 quid and 10 quid respectively in all other category games now for me if this um it's weird because i look at this jack and i look at category g and i go that's reasonable for a football match in the championship Mm. on the cop 27 quid oh i'm like oh that's a bit high for the cop but i'll pay that the cheap that's the cheapest ticket you can get 27 quid and it's going to be a few games a season it's ridiculous. I guess that'd be what? Maybe Plymouth? Maybe. Someone like that? I don't know. Like the the It's hard to even pick who that would be in my head. Like I guess category A would be the recently relegated Premier League teams, right? And then maybe B would be the playoff contenders from last year. I I don't know. Like this is it. How do you even place the games in the categories. It also, might, it also might be categories depending on timing. So you think a lot of the Saturdays oh, would yeah. be higher up. Yeah, and good then point. The, 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 the Tuesday night games, they're probably a bit lower down. Why not just A, B, and C, man? And then... With a, with a vast... Or even just four categories, know. but with a... With we'll a just- a vast price difference. I've got to talk about the fact that, yes, we've got a membership. It's 50 quid. Mm. So 30 quid membership last season, yeah. 50 quid. 50 I understand quid. that. Uh, it's a fiver off every game. So yes, that can that can help. But then it's, then it's a tenner off select games. But it's four select games. If you can't go to those games, you're probably out of luck. So there's, there's not many options there. And I just think for a match day, this price is out, families. Um, football typer Matt on Twitter he was yes, saying that yeah. he, from what he's got and don't shoot the messenger on this by the way um, I just want to say something because I saw his tweets last night and he's looking for ways to help fans what he's heard from the club is that if you are really struggling and you genuinely want to go the the club will help the club will do their best to help if you reach out however right how there is some element of pride mm. and And a case of like, I can be financially struggling for a little bit because of certain things, factors in my life. 
but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I know this is a, th- I know it again, this is like, oh, well, why do you care about your pride and sort of thing? But it's like, I don't feel like I'm hard off enough, I guess. To, I would never feel that in a certain thing, even if I was like really skint to reach yeah. out for a luxury, like for not for a luxury, but like support my club. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In a match day thing like that. And I wouldn't want to put fans in that awkward situation. I feel like there should just be reasonable ticket pricing. So nobody has to do that. In my opinion, well, Jack. Yeah. And it, and if sort of like, oh, oh, you're really struggling financially. Well, we'll give you like a certain, you know, a chunk of percentage off. Why not just set the ticket at that price anyway? Exactly. And then, because it, it, logic dictates the more bums in seats, the more money you make on a match day from like the the, match, the merchandise and the food and drink and all that sort of stuff. So the, why the, are you a, now... A ticket on the South is the same price as a shit. It just sort of feels like he's looked at London clubs and gone, right, we'll use that pricing structure. Because right, this to gr- me looks keep like... Keep talking, actually, that's great. Because because this sort of, to me, looks like what things would cost should you live in or around the London area, and we know what London prices are like. Anybody that lives in the north that goes to London for a week gets an absolute heart attack when they buy a pint of beer or buy anything else. Um, or Or if they just go to Tesco without a club card, that's what they're faced with. Um, that is a bit stupid, that. And everyone yeah. else is doing their own reward cards now. I'm but like, well, stop. Sheffield Wednesday should too with their membership yeah, cards. You know? Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> fair. But, but it just sort of feels like if I was going to say, I don't know, a London club in the champion, if I was going to like Millwall or Charlton or, or, or QPR or someone like that, then I would expect that sort of a match day because I have been to one QPR game with my friend that lived down in London and who's a QPR fan. And this is the price that we paid for a, for a match day ticket. Was was thirty? It was around the thirty nine forty two pound region for a match for a single match day ticket on the day. And that's what you would expect. That's what I would come to expect from a London club, not a club in Sheffield in the north of England where the finances are like totally different inflate, you know, inflated prices are nowhere near as much as this, but sorry, is this who, which case, club did you go to? Which uh, club did QPR, you go to? QPR. QPR. Okay. Um, and I, th- these pricing seem very London or very like, you know, Reading or the, the, the along, if there's a club along the river Thames, that's what you can expect the price to sort of be. Millwall's um, most expensive ticket is 36 quid, by the way. Ah. Well. So Millwall's is 36. They're, they're, that's their category A fixtures. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's their most expensive category A fixture. Their cheapest category A fixture is 32. So it is their cheapest is cheaper than ours, but that's category A. Um, sorry, no, it's not. What am I on about? Of course it's not. It's category A. They, they actually have different prices they have a lot more different prices of the standard their family stands 29 quid for category a by the way oh right so um they've got three categories jack look at that their category b is 26 pounds to 33 pounds depending on the stand their category c is 24 pounds to 31 pounds depending on the stand that to me for championship football seems about right with inflation and Mm. the likes so yeah. why? So the the question I would ask is when a London club with prices being as they are in London is co- is costing that much. Millwall only just were they in? No, they they were in the playoff semis or they just missed out last year. I think. Yeah, they were up there, um, weren't they? But if they're playing to that sort of standard in the Championship, why are ours more expensive? When there's a club that are challenging for promotion regularly as well. Now, they've turned it into a regular thing that they're challenging for those playoffs or challenging for the top six in the, in the championship or whatever. Why are they pricing their tickets at that much? And yet we're, we're, we're different. We're a different case. And we are you know, charging You know when amount. we had this debate before, Jack, and you were talking yeah. about, like, we need to bring in... It's because we're not bringing in money from other revenues. Yeah. It's, it has become more of a prevalent point since of, like, well, we're the only yeah. club bloody doing it. So clearly every yeah. other club's in the boat, but we're the ones that are actually sticking it to the fans, and that is the difference. 
that is where it's getting lost. The fans are expected to pick it up, like there's an expectation, and he talks about. He said that there's been a few comments like that. Yeah, there's there's been a few comments that the chairman has made of it like that by saying, "Well, I'm making a loss. I'm making this much of a loss, as though." And again, I, I don't want to upset anybody at the club with what I'm saying. This is just an outside fan perspective, right? We're we're probably fleas. It's like flicking away a flea, is is our opinion, but. And I say this very respectfully, but why are it's sort of like a well? I've made this big, huge loss when we during COVID and during the League One years, and it's almost like we're expected to now pay it back in the respect of like, well, you will buy these sort of tickets because I've made this huge, giant loss, but then you've got millions in the bank, Mister Chancery, and we haven't. That's mm. the that that's the key difference, you know. I was, um, and that's as you know, as you know, I say no, with last... great respect, of course, you know, but it, it's not on the mm. fans, Jack. It's never on the fans. I know. Millwall are eighth, by the way. Um, oh, I'm in right, the situation that, like, I, um, I I used to work every other Saturday. That's winding down um, in the next sort of after Christmas, probably. So I was going to be a case of, oh, I'll get a season ticket. Cool. I now might be moving house. There's a lot going on, right? So I have no, I, it's one of those things that like, you put yourselves in those situ- that situation and you don't want to like drop hundreds of pounds and not be in a situation where you might for a few months be out of it and waste a season ticket. I know I could give it away, that sort of thing, things like that. I'm not talking about me specifically, but think about all the people that are in limbo and working on shift patterns. I've been there on shift patterns. You don't know what Saturdays you're working. You go as much as you possibly can. You should still be able to reasonably support your club. Now, say I get like, say I was in that uh, that pattern and I could go to half of the home games, right? I'd, I'd get a membership and I'd get some money off, but then it'd be a case of I'd be spending more than a season ticket. And I get that's the incentive but to buy the season ticket, but it shouldn't be that way. Mm. You know, it shouldn't be a case of like, uh, probably less than half the games for more than a season ticket. And if you, the big thing for me is if you're taking like a family of four, you're looking at like, 180 in some in, in some yeah. aspects and then people talk about travel and if you want to, to buy something at the, at the ground you're looking at over 200 quid for a game of football at category a and it's just ridiculous and i will say the day of us recording this it's almost as if i've put the ant and deck meme on uh, the talking wednesday twitter yeah. because it's like he's in a room. He's got someone feeding him in his ear. Like, let's just wind him up as much as possible. So the season tickets go back on sale. This is from the Wednesday website. The latest phase of, uh, phase of season tickets for the L23-24 championship campaign is now open to supporters. Adult season tickets are priced from £25.87 per game, whilst our junior supporters under 11 can watch Wednesday next term for £3.26 per game in the grandstand family area. Yeah, that's great. That's the highlights, right? So from £25.87, that's for the, I would assume... Um, and without doing the quick mental mass, the £595 season ticket on the cop for the adult. Which is quite high, right? You'd think, oh, that's probably top watch season ticket for the championship. Oh, no. North Stand, now £735. Same as the Grand Stand, £735. The South Stand is £825 for an adult. Get out of here with your early bird, Right. It's more of a case of we have literally just had all this uproar about match day ticket prices, and then this comes out. It's an interesting tactic. All of this is a tactic to get more people to buy season tickets. The way this has been worded on the website, it's very clear. They've just released the match day ticket prices, right? And they've said, ah, but for £24.56, which is seemingly slightly... Which is slightly just over half of the price for a match day adult ticket on the cop, and is roughly uh, half the price of a North Stand and Grandstand adult category A match day ticket. That's why it's more worth buying a season ticket than it is buying the match day tickets. So go and get your season ticket. It's all it's all a thing to sort of go. Well, actually, it works out as as half the price per game to get a season ticket. Because I think possibly the club needs a big influx of cash flow in terms of like all of the lump sums of the season tickets coming in compared to just on the day 
spend it. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying I just, to get? I just think it. I just, just think it's all. Rid- I get what you're getting. At. I just think it's just ridiculous and it's completely mm. out of touch. And the fact is, if I'm going to get a season ticket now, I might. I used to go on the cop back in those days, but I'm not now. I yeah. like sitting on the north. I like sitting on the south. What's quite nice about in in um, in seasons where I've not got a season ticket, getting a membership and and um, block hopping, going to a different block um, each game and seeing where I prefer the view from, where I prefer sitting, what sort mm. of like that's something I've, I'd never even thought of doing for ages. And being able to do that has made me go. Actually, I love the cop, and it was a big part of me growing up. But I probably wouldn't get a season ticket on there again. Because the view's not great, <laughs> to be honest. Especially for if you're on the pillars. For what I, oh, my light's gone. For what I uh, <laughs> want from a game, I really like to be able to watch all the play. I know this is so nerdy, right? But I like being able to watch the game off the ball as well. Mm. Oh, same. And I like to be able to see both ends of the pitch very easily for that. And that's just that's just what I go to the match for. Uh, but not what I go to the match for, but what I look for at a match sorry when i'm looking at it and it's helpful for this sort of thing when we're talking talking that's one thing you don't get on cameras unless you you've got a free camera access yeah watching players off ball is a uh is something you don't always get with cropped camera footage so that's a perk of going to the match if you're a yeah. bit of a football nerd in that regard but Here's the bottom line for me with the season tickets, because I will move on because it's it's becoming redundant, isn't it? But it's it's something that needs we to be kept saying. We also have been saying. critical, so I think we need to offer some sort of way that the club could change or do it a bit differently, just because then it isn't just um, baseless criticisms. I, actually, or sort, I you think know? the season tickets are a lost cause this season, personally. Mm. Just give up. Bring the match day ticket prices down. But he's, he's kind of pinned himself in now because the season ticket prices are so high i would stop selling them um because you've you've done it now or bring them down and refund which is not ideal either so just just bring the match day tickets prices down because what's the cheapest you can bring a match day ticket price down now to 27 quid which is the category g on match day um for whatever reason, you should not be paying £59 for a match, a Sheffield Wednesday match in the Championship. When we don't know how we're going to do this season, we could be fighting relegation. Exactly. This is the thing. It's like, if we knew we were guaranteed to be pushing for like the top two or the top six or whatever, then there might be a bit more of an incentive. But because it's so unknown, the, the unknown factor, especially with changing the manager and, and the coaching staff and ha- having to get at least minimum eight players in the door, new faces because, you know, loads left or whatever. Having a having a having a first team squad of 14 players at the start of preseason is more of an unknown factor. All of this unknown factor doesn't justify this amount of money being uh, being advertised as, you know, how much it'll cost for a match day pra- uh, ticket or a season ticket or whatever. But I will say clearly this is the, this is must be the revenue stream the main revenue stream for the club must be this and that's really wrong because that might work at like non-league levels great but when you're in at this stage of the like footballing pyramid the one below the friggin premier league you need a lot more income than just the gate receipts or whatever that you need sponsorships you need you need all sorts of extra revenue streams but i also wouldn't be surprised as well with coverage on the national scale being like it was recently after that press conference as we probably as you may have seen where they've just painted the chairman as just going on a tirade with no context and no prompt to it he just went on a tirade according to this out news outlet um with with coverage like that it wouldn't actually surprise me if the bigger more lucrative sponsorships have said we don't really want to go anywhere near you if you're getting news coverage like this no, thank you. So th- this is the awkward conundrum. We need more revenue streams from other sources than just tickets. We that need isn't some, sustainable. We need some bloody positive news, Jack. Yeah. We need something positive because it's coming to a point now where I we try to support the club and we try to even make sense and support the ownership's decisions and the structure of the club and what's going on. We try and sort of go, okay, well, we can see it from this angle and this angle, but like, I don't care whatever way you look at this now, you're at, 
you can take the selfish tack of, oh, well, you should have done this at some point. And Peter, and you know what? The fans that I can see, I will say this, the fans that I can see on Twitter are like, well, why is everyone moaning? I've sorted myself out. Yeah, it's not all about you. Mm. All right? Not everybody does the same thing that you do and they don't do it in the same way. Some people wait to a certain point and they've got that right. And in fact, at no point should we be priced out. And the Wembley comparisons are stupid. Wembley's once in a lifetime for some people. Exactly. Some, people, some yeah. people never see their club at Wembley, right? And we knew it was going to be, everybody would push the boat out for that and spend money. But it's a little bit different to go into a home match against a newly promoted League One side. So how about some we actually... Fans even, some fans on. even only see their club fail at Wembley. Just look at Sheffield United. <laughs> How about we be a little bit better to each other in the fan base? Yes. And then yes. we can all come together on things like this. That would be yes, ideal, exactly. Yeah. Right. Sheffield Wednesday this week. I'm moving on because okay. that was, yes. that's made me warm. That was intense. That it was, was an intense little segment, wasn't it? This light is just <laughs> falling off. This is all staying in. That's the uh, that's the momentum of Sheffield Wednesday going up through the playoffs right there. All the enthusiasm and all the momentum just gone. God, if I do like use this anyway. space permanently at some point, I'm going to have to like change everything about the the temporary setup. We'll see. Right. I this is all in the podcast by the way. Hello. We're not oh, nice. we're not leaving. <laughs> they might they might oh. have just thought it died. Oh, oh nice. Sheffield Wednesday this week have been linked with Axel Werner. This is from the star. The 27-year-old shot stopper saw his contract with La Liga outfit Elch expire at the end of last month. That's not how you say that, is it, Jack? (laughs) Back into the article quote. So he's now on the lookout for the next step in his career after a difficult spell in the Spanish top flight. It's almost two years... In almost two years with Elch, he made just five appearances in all competitions with his most productive season coming in the 2020-21 season when he went on loan to Atletico uh, Atletico de San Luis. So he'll now be eager to try and tie down a regular spot somewhere as he weighs up his options going forward. So for the people who are unaware, he is a 27-year-old goalkeeper. But the thing is, he's not really been a first-teamer. He has 73 career appearances at 27 years old. He's played three times... In the last three seasons. Oh, no, sorry. He, uh, he went to Arsenal de Sandiri. Is that? Yeah, that's probably Arsenal's like sister club somewhere, isn't it? Because um, mm. it, it literally says Arsenal FC on the badge. He made 11 per- appearances there. When he was at Atletico Madrid, right, and went on all his loans, even with his loan spells across those all those years, he made 32 appearances. So it's a case of, do we see something in him that could be a a sign of something that the new manager sees in him? What do you think about this one, Jack? Well, I will say an Argentinian with a very German name. Hmm. Hmm. I would like to see what, what his grandparents may have done. Uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, I'm not. All right, carry on. Anyway, um... Yeah, Christ, I, I can't bring I'm, him anywhere. I'm loosely, I, <laughs> I'm loosely aware of this of this player um, from Football Manager, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's definitely <laughs> he's definitely. I would say he would rival Cameron Dawson. He's very much in that sort of mold of keeping that. I, I would say if we sign him, it, it would be to keep com- uh, competition for Cameron Dawson, not just a backup safety night blanket sort of thing. Um, I would uh, definitely say... I mean, it, he might see something in him. A lot of players often go quite under the radar for a long po- uh, period of their career, and then they sign somewhere, and they're absolutely fantastic. So I'm just keeping... I'm honestly keeping an open mind because of the new manager situation. I'm sitting so far on this fence that I can feel the splinters <laughs> in my <laughs> lower intestine. It's kind of come out of nowhere, this one, isn't it? So it's one of those things that... Um... I just still can't get over what you just said. I'll, I'll try yeah. and bring it back in, but that <laughs> he's about six foot two and a half, so he's he's tall enough. He's 
he's one of those that could go either way. I know that, I think, again, it sounds like I'm fence-sitting. But 27 years old, he's probably a good age to be coming in and pushing Cam. And probably, he, apparently, he's right-footed and he's so... Un- oh, no, he has got a FIFA card. Okay, because we always do that on this podcast. Mm-hmm. He is... Um, He's a 70-rated goalkeeper, 74 diving, 72 handling, 75 kicking, 70 reflexes, 45 speed and 68 phys- uh, positioning. That's that bit done. Bottom line for this one is more of a case of there's something about him with the Europa League, wasn't there? Let me get the article back up. Get yeah. talking. Um. I, I just think we need, well, I mean, it's you quite clear that we need a completely. goalkeeper. You Thank you. You're welcome. Completely. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just muted my microphone while I was just absolutely just going into a fit, a laughing fit about what I actually said. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just carry on. Oh, so, I, I definitely think that we need a goalkeeper team over by in. the way, because they um, can't read. I, uh, I definitely think that we need to sign a competition sort of goalkeeper for, um, I was about to say Timo Werner. Oh my God. Um, for Axel, not, yeah. We need to sign Axel Werner or someone like him, a shot this stopping, is a, a playing out from the back. This topic. is This is a train We're wreck. Doing, we this are not. absolute train wreck. <laughs> and it's going to be a breakout. Oh my God. Oh, my yeah. God. oh yes. Please subscribe. Yes. <laughs> this is what happens when I bring you on the podcast. Carry on. Oh, this is probably why Jake's on more episodes than I am, isn't it? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we definitely need to bring in a goalkeeper to rival Cameron Dawson because that element of, has obviously departed for York City. Uh, thank you, David Stockdale, for all of your service for the last season. But we need someone to come in and really keep on uh, Dawson's heels, I feel, to um, keep the standards up, you know, keep the standards high. Because I feel like he set quite a high standard um, for himself last year. And I think he needs to carry on with that. And I can only see that carrying on with competition coming in for the number one uh, jersey or what have you. And I think maybe Werner could be a good fit. He could. We're just going to, if we sign him, we're just going to have to wait and see, you know, because I don't really know all that much about him other than that he's a shot stopper and that he plays it out from the back. All right with his feet sort of thing. Um. So, yeah, that's. So basically he's on a free, which on is going to be, which is going to yeah. be a big thing. Okay. He, um. He's one of them managed he's one of them keepers that has not been proven in this league, but could be a masterstroke. It's very difficult to to know how these ones are gonna go. But it feels like it's maybe more of our manager looking at him than maybe the recruitment team, because it's we talk about this recruitment team that Chancery brings I mean, we don't in. have one. Yeah, he, he, we you know, we've got this list right and, and they suggest the players, but I think this might be coming from the manager a little bit more. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Let us know what you think let's about a new keeper. I think he's... It, let's be honest, nobody knows enough about him. Exactly, yeah. He's that's a, that's the long and short of it. Nobody knows enough about field. him. Yeah. Do you know enough mm. more about him? Let us know. Put it in the comments if, if you do. Yes, exactly. Let's not let's not be those people who try and act like we know more than we do. Yeah. I don't know t- enough about him, Jack. And mm. he's only just been leaked today. So there we go. So there we go. Oh my god, it's breaking news. Oh we've got know, a, we've right. got a we've got a breaking bit of news. Oh that will come out on probably we Wednesday yeah. or Thursday, yes. depending on the breakout schedule. But there we go. Luke Chambers has been linked with Wednesday. This is from the Athletic linking us uh, with him here. We're, he is also linked with Watford and Bayer Leverkusen. Leverkusen appear to be the front runners. He is 19. He's with Liverpool. He's part of the England youth setup. He is a left back. He's made 14 appearances for Kilmarnock on loan last season. So a young left back, a position that we need to strengthen. You got any thoughts on Luke Chambers, Jack? Uh, this sort of feels like a name that could have been on the pre-existing transfer uh, shortlist or whatever that Chancery was talking about that, you know, the new manager would have to work with. Um, it just def- it seems like that sort of fits that, with that description that you've just said. 
Um, but I definitely think we need to... Well, I think most positions need strengthening, let's be real. We've got yes. 40... We had 14 players at the start of preseason. We've not, that's now gone up, obviously, with uh, Reese James signing and then Marvin Johnson re-signing uh, again. But uh, we, we need to strengthen in virtually every position, I think. Um, we, the debate of the episode is going to come on the next player, by the way, because I know that you've got a different opinion to me on the next player that we'll talk That's about. That's fine, let's, let's but, talk about Luke Chambers. Yeah, stay on topic, but Luke Jack, Chambers, stay on topic. Uh, you could do it. Yes, yes. I'm but, not an arse, by yeah, the way. Left back. It's, it's, it's been no. a train wreck so far today. Carry on. But, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, we definitely need uh, another left back, I think, to just kind of partner up with James and competition or alternating or whatever, you know? That's where I was getting the UEFA thing from. Luke Chambers, I was mixing the stories up in my brain because of all the season ticket talk. Oh. Luke Chambers won the 2022 European Under-19 Championship with England. Nice. That's where it came from. So, 19-year-old, year, year old, only 14 appearances for a league team, and that was Kilmarnock. He's not made any appearances for Liverpool. I think he's made a couple of cup appearances, actually, saying that. Um, right. Yes, 20, he made one appearance in the cup. It says other, actually, so. Hmm. Oh, no, it's the under-21s. He's not made any appearances for the senior side for Liverpool. It's all the under-21 mm. stuff. I see. And um, obviously Kilmarnock after that. He's made, four, he's made the same amount of appearances for England under-19s. So... I don't know why it makes sense for him to go somewhere like Bayer Leverkusen. I could see him going to Watford, but because he's so unproven, maybe it is a good move for a Wednesday. Maybe it is a good move for him specifically. He's the kind of player we need. We need to bring some youth in with the experience because if we are yeah. going to be linked with older players, we need to make sure we bring in some youth to balance that out. We need energy, especially in our defence. Oh, I will say our defence is obviously not the youngest defence. So... I always thought the players that we've been linked with recently, one of these younger defenders was always going to be on the cards. Yeah. So Luke Chambers being 19, he's obviously part of a good setup at Liverpool. I can't see us going wrong with this one, really, if we do make it, but he's, he might be tempted by something like by a Leverkusen. I could see that. I will uh, quickly check if he's got a FIFA card just so we can do the... <laughs> podcast transition because he will have and I bet you'll be one of them potential players he doesn't by the looks of it but he is on he is in the game 50, oh 59. so he's only on career mode right? yeah, yeah. 59 59 uh -huh. uh, with a 76 potential so not too bad but it doesn't have a face according to so FIFA so That'd be all right for Sheffield Wednesday, wouldn't it? I've just accidentally started playing my vlog because I was reading the comments, but there we go. Now, let us know what you think about Luke Chambers heading to Sheffield Wednesday, if it happens. Jack, what are we doing today, mate? <laughs> well, we're about to talk about the next player on the... We will in a minute. Give me a second. I need, I need okay. a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a train wreck. Oh, it's great. It's brilliant. I really hope, listeners at home, that you're having as much laughter with listening to this episode as we are for making the, it. For the record, but... Jack wasn't meant to be on today. Jack, uh, Jake's little one is sick. So mm. he, he came in, and clearly he came in just <laughs> off the rails by the looks yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But thank you, Jack. Thank you for jumping on. Um, of course. Troy Deeney, it's coming back around, right? And I don't think, I think this has sort of come out of nowhere in speculation and guesswork. Me and Jake said, I think we were the first ones to say it, like publicly, that it's going to happen, isn't it? Because we said it pretty much as the manager got announced and we did that podcast that day. We possibly weren't because there was possibly Twitter links at that. I can't remember exactly. It's been a while. However, it now seems to be that thing that's snowballing. And then we've been mm. sent that Sky Sports clip of him talking about, well, you should find something out next week. We've been sent that so many times. And speaking to Yorkshire Live, the new manager, 
who has got a good relationship with Troy Deeney, says just that, quote, you know I have a good relationship with Troy. He is a good person and I love him. I have a lot of contact with him. But right now is the moment for what we can improve with all the situations we are putting the focus in the team needs and how we play in a good situation in the championship. We are trying to find the players to improve the team, end quote. Doesn't necessarily mean he's saying no there. God, Jack, I know you're dying to say this. I just sort of feel like that's, yeah, I love him, but no, we're not going after him. That's what that feels like to me. And I don't know with, I just, I don't know if he'd fit well with what the club want to do because of his, and yes, you're going to shout at me because I say, well, look at his age, but he's probably got like one year left and we've already had a striker that could possibly fit in that category. Heck, we had a goalkeeper last year that could, that, fitted into that category as well. Um, I, I just don't see us sustainably keep keeping on with going for that sort of like age range of player. And we've done it in the past as well. And it's not worked out quite the opposite, mm. in fact. And I just, I don't, I understand there's all, it's all about what, when he says, you know, we're just looking for what we can improve the club upon, you know, in the present moment, but looking too much in the present it's not a gift, like the name implies. It's not a gift to just look in the short term because that's what we did for four years and it got us into financial strife. We need to look at the longer term as well. Do they have a three or four year period where you know that they'll be great or, you know, improve the club? Whereas this is just a one one year they'll do for now situation. My counter-argument would be one year player coach. Because I think he, he, mm. what a lot of people are missing is the fact he was talking about doing his badges, and he was talking about you know, yeah, do it do, doing his badges basically. And also, I think a lot of people are missing the fact he scored seven goals in the championship last season. Yeah, but it's not seven, like he's not. It's right. only seven. It's not seventeen, like you would expect from a striker. Right. But which one of our strikers is scoring 17 goals in the in, uh, current strikers is scoring 17 goals in the championship next season? Which one is scoring seven? You could argue Michael Smith because of his tally. Yeah, in the I, one I, last I year. would say out of those two, and the service uh, will be two, better. Yeah, you know, because of the formation that we will play and all that sort of stuff. I think he's a good player to bring but, in for a one year. To be honest, if the wages aren't crazy and it's a good relationship with the manager and he know because it's, it's someone who knows how he wants to play. That's the big thing for me. So on a short term, while you're bringing in your philosophy, if you're looking at the older players we've got, like Gregory and the likes, they might not take to the system as quickly. Whereas, mm. so they might not end up getting played. Whereas if you bring in Dini, he knows how the manager wants to play. And that's my one thing on it. And his experience is going to be essential. Like when you're talking about people with that sort of experience up front, it's only beneficial. You can only make one or two of these signings. For me, it's got to be Vardy or Dini, but Sheffield Wednesday, you're going to sign Darny, Vardy over Dini, isn't it? Uh, Dini over Vardy, sorry. Dini over Vardy. So I can see it happening, which is why I think it's got merit to it. Mm. A lot of people are saying, is it going to be Port Vale? But... I think there's still something there, you know. He knows where the back of the net is. You really don't and want this to happen, do you? It, it's more that I just know that he comes with a reputation as well. And obviously... Not anymore. I don't know not if you've anymore. watched it. Is that I don't all changed? You, I, I don't know if you've ever watched anything know, like with him. In. I've, I think he speaks really well, does Troy Deeney. I've watched a lot of podcasts with him on, actually. Um, so... I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that there. What okay, I want to make I'll, a point I'll, of though, again, I'll you know, he spent eleven I'll, years I'll, at Watford, right? Three hundred and eighty-nine ex- appearances and one hundred and thirty-three goals. He spent two years at Birmingham, fifty-four appearances, eleven goals. The thing is, last season he got seven goals in thirty-three appearances. So it's one and, and one assist. So it's a case of even if he is a squad player, he would have to be on squad player wages for me. That's the crucial point. Yeah, yeah. But if he might be willing to do that with a coach role. So I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility. It's somebody with experience. How many seasons is it? Champion? Let me just have a look here. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Six championship seasons with Watford. 
and six Premier League seasons, but not all of them because he went to actually, yeah, more like five because then he went to the championship again. He's had eight championship seasons. Yeah, with Birmingham. Oh, yeah. So eight champion. That's quite a lot of championship experience. Mm. And, and quite a lot of Premier League experience actually as well. Yeah. With the Watford years and stuff, but... So... Some Birmingham players saying he's not the player he once was. I wouldn't be signing Troy Deeney thinking he's the player he once was. I think mm. he'd be thinking he's a player that knows where the back of the net is. And if he fits the manager's play style, that's the crucial thing for me. Because yes, I agree. We've already got Gregor and we've already got Smith. But if there's any signs that one of them isn't going to feature or fit in the system or something like that, you bring Deeney in on a short-term yeah. deal while we do that transition and then you look for bringing younger players in to bring through. Because we should be doing that anyway. We should you be can even say that this players. is the same logic we applied when we actually signed Lee Gregory, yes. I guess. It's yes, the same and I actually think if the new manager thinking. had been in, we wouldn't have signed Lee Gregory. Mm. I, uh, do you see where, where my head's at with this? Yeah. I actually potentially think yeah. if, if Lee Gregory worked under Darren Moore and Darren Moore's system and had got to know Darren Moore... This is more of a case of if the retain list was under the new manager, which it usually is, I could probably have seen him being released. Whereas Johnson, yeah. Johnson, Johnson signs after we hear about, uh, you know, hear rumours that the manager is coming through the door. So that makes more sense that he would be in there because yeah. Johnson is a winger and he's been played as a left back and, um, and the new manager uses wingers. So I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world, Troy Deeney. I wouldn't be against it. Let us know what you think of Troy Deeney in the comments below. <laughs> yeah, I just realised I'd not included all the comments from the video I did for the season ticket debate because we just went off. I'll um, I'll do a video on it today about the, the season tickets and bring the match day ticket prices in and, and that way I can do it because I was going to include it in the debate, but sorry. It'll still be on the channel somewhere. Um, it's been a morning. So we're close to signing Sam Reed, which is the... Younger, one of the youngsters. We'll talk about that as it develops. We've got a lot of community stuff to talk about, but that will wait till next week now because this has been a jam-packed episode. We've got a load of stuff from you guys. It's been good to have Jack on. Jack will be back at the end of the month um, with more sleep and good vibes. I do enjoy podcasting with you, Jack. I sound, I sound <laughs> so mean. It's, it sounds like the opposite. It's like you don't enjoy it at all. I, re- it's, I have to be really old. I think it's because I've been with Jake. I've been with mm. Jake for two years doing the podcast. So we kind of like, I think you'll notice this is the, the listeners as well. We n- know when to stop talking. We pick up on cues. Your lag doesn't help either for some reason because you're behind both of us even when we're in a um, a call. And it's just we know each other's process, whereas you're learning the process. So it's 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 getting less like having a guest on. Mm. But you've I don't know you've never been with us when we've had a guest on, so you have to be a lot more on your toes, which is which is fun because it brings a new dynamic to the <laughs> podcast, and it kind of takes my it kind of takes my mm. my guard down a little bit. Mm. Things and I just start laughing more than I usually would. Maybe you like that side. People seem to have enjoyed your addition to the podcast. I think you you and Jake are very good at professionally dancing around things, and I yes. don't care. I you will just, just go say through it. it like a brick wall, <laughs> yeah. like just like run. a like a train, like that yeah. that meme that meme of the you know the school bus and the and the freight train when the bus is like trying to cross, and then the freight train just absolutely obliterates it on the way through. I don't know that. Have meme, you not seen no, it? No. Okay. But well. uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where. Yes, we will try and dance around certain subjects and sort of subtly hint at something, but then you'll just <laughs> no, go just for like, it. It's like, Let's it's like it. to, Let's talk it, about it, you know? Boom. It's like today, straight away, I was like, tensions are high. You probably shouldn't we sh- You probably shouldn't call out any fans because some fans will come at you. Yeah. You went straight for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I respect it because you say what's on your mind, but it's... Uh, it's all fun learning experience, but there you go. There's a little bit of a peek back behind the curtain. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Talking mm. Wednesday. Have you got anything to add, Jack? Uh, just, just hope you're all well, and hope you're keeping well, and hope you're all not over. 
drink water. It's being very, it's being a very, very warm summer this year. So drink water, please. Keep hydrated. Don't get sunstroke. Yeah, and, I'm gonna uh, go and sit in front of a fan for a bit because I'm yeah. very warm up here right now. And yes, I'll probably sit down and talk lads, about the season you know? tickets um, mm. and include all the things about the match day tickets because what a mess. But there we go. That's been it for this week's episode of Talking Wednesday. Take care of yourselves and we'll see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. Cheers.